Welcome to Outside the Lines, the podcast of our hosts, Bob Cheviar and co-host Scott Shannon. Bob and Scott are longtime teaching pros in Westchester County, New York. They have both been ranked in the top 15 nationally in men's 35 and 40 and over singles and doubles. Bob is also the author of Deconstructing Tennis, the 4D System. Their goal is to help players gain a more in-depth understanding of many aspects of tennis, which are often inadequately addressed during the course of their development. Bob and Scott would love to hear from you on topics for future podcasts. Hi all, it's Bob Chevrier, your host of Outside the Lines. I'm here with my co-host, Scott Shannon. And we're doing a very special podcast this week because the Chestnut Ridge Racquet Club is hosting a top-level pro tennis tournament this coming weekend, Friday through Sunday, with some of the best local pros and top college players in the area. Uh, we have $1,500 to the winning player in the singles. And the doubles team, there's going to be doubles as well with 16 teams. We have 1100 for the winning doubles team. Uh, Brad Breakstone is here with us. He's the tournament director. Philip Oler is here with us. He's the engineer in charge of streaming the event. And uh, he's going to fill us in a little bit about what that takes. And Brian Meisner, who I've done the streaming with in the past, at uh, several of the last few shootouts is here with us as well. And that's really, uh, it's a treat for all of us because he actually has seen or knows at least half of the players in the singles draw. So he's quite the expert on what we can expect. Brian, what would you say about the overall level when people are coming out to watch? Um, is this U.S. Open qualifying or just that little mini step below? Or how would you term this event? Oh, that's a well, Bob, good to see you and good to talk to you again. And I'm, I'm excited to um, do the commentary with you on the live stream again for the fourth straight year. Um, looking forward to uh, our newest edition where we've changed up the format a little bit. And um, I will say this. I think the the overall level of play of the of the players that are entered this year is a bit higher than last year. We do have the returning champion from last year, uh, Alexis Gurmendi, who absolutely blew through the draw last year. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him this year. I think the quality of play that we're going to see this year overall up and down um, and the depth of the field is, is uh, stronger than last year. Whether it reaches the level of the U.S. Open qualifying, I um, – I'm hesitant to put it at that high of a level. Um, the qualities at the U.S. Open now uh, to get into that is just a ridiculously, ridiculously high level. But we do have uh, players that are representing every, almost every level of college tennis. We have um, players at the Division One level, the Division Two level, the uh, a few at the Division Three level. Um, Gurmendi is plays at in the NAIA, which. Um, the rules are a little bit different and, um, uh, you know, in terms of eligibility uh, and age eligibility. So that's why he plays there. But uh, Germendi is would be playing in the lineup at any Division One school 
um, out there. And he is probably, he hasn't played a lot at the ATP level, but I would equate his level as to probably somewhere between 250 and 400 um, in the world, which is an extremely, extremely high level. Um, You know, going all the way down through the, through the, uh, through the draw, you know, in terms of, and I want to caution the players that we have now, we don't, you know, there's still a few days left. Players may uh, drop out of the tournaments, a few more players. So the, so the entries uh, may change a little bit, but um, I mean, we do have an extremely high level of play. We have um, Guillermo Nunes, who was a uh, uh, middle to top of the lineup guy on an incredibly strong TCU team just a couple of years ago. In fact, I think he overlapped maybe one or two years with uh, Cam Norrie. Um, I know he is friendly with, uh, with Cam Norrie, but Guillermo was an incredibly, incredibly strong um, Division One college player in both singles and doubles. In fact, I uh, I believe he was an All American in doubles, and we we do have a doubles draw this year in the shootout. So I believe uh, Nunez will be playing in that. Uh, we have um, a couple of local uh, juniors um, that are entered, including one that I'm uh, looking forward to seeing, uh, named Andrew Ina, um, who is uh, one of the top juniors in uh, juniors in the area, and. Um, uh, is a uh, five-star prospect, and he's only going into his junior or high school. Um, we have some other college players that have gone on to play and earn significant ATP points. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how this draw shakes out. We were just talking about a little bit about, uh, before we came on the air, who we expect to come through. Um, I'm not going to make too many predictions on the air, but... Um, we have um, really high level of play, and I encourage everybody in the local community to either come out and watch and support this uh, this great event that Brad has um, put on for the last four years, and we've worked with him to put it on and grow the event. And uh, look, he'll talk about all the features and the things that we're going to have for fans there this year. But really, really looking forward to to the event this year, to the singles and the doubles. Yeah. So. I would like to bring Brad in at this point as the tournament director and boy, there's a lot of work behind the scenes that goes on to both recruit the players and line up the sponsors without whose financial support we couldn't be running the event. Could you tell us a little bit about how hard you've been working, Brad? Bob, I don't know what you're talking about. This is just so easy, you know. <laughs> um, you know, it it it, it is uh, it is a challenge for sure, but it, it's something that you know I'm happy to do because I, I I have such a passion for tennis still to put on an event like this. Um, for you know two different reasons to get to get players in at such a high level. There's really no other event like this in this area where we get guys that are this good that are basically top college level players and some of them have been at the professional level some have gone on to the professional level um and you know the chance for people that play at our club and people that play in this area to come see that level of tennis up this close in person um where we have people just sitting right on the side of some of these courts outside watching and getting such a good view and you know then getting to meet some of the players and interact with the players when they're hanging out afterwards um, it's a special event and it, it's a great environment to see some really good level tennis that you don't really see that very often. Um, and it, it's a pleasure to do because we have some very generous sponsors that have helped us out year after year. And, um, 
you know, they're happy to help out and contribute some money that helps going towards the prize money and the funds to do this event. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just very happy to do it. And also I do have to give you, Brian and Philip Oler, the, the biggest shout out in the world for doing this live stream, because it's such a great production. Um, it's such a valuable tool for club level players to look at and listen to this commentary and relate to, and then learn from. And also, you know, for the players that get to play in this and get on the live stream, you know, they don't get that many chances where they get to have a match that they play live streamed on YouTube where they could watch it live or someone could watch it live or they could watch it themselves afterwards to see how they played. So anyways, thank you guys so much for helping out. Yeah, I mean, for those of you that actually watch the live stream, I don't think you ever get a shot of all the wires that are connecting all these different devices that Philip has set up and he, he makes it look so easy every year, but Philip, how do you make it look so easy uh, to put this all together? I mean, in the past, I think it was even last year, we had two courts at a time or we'd switch from one court to the next. So it wasn't just limited to one court. Uh, it's a fantastic job that you do. Thanks, Bob and uh, Brad and Brian. I'm looking forward to uh, spending a, a lot of time with you over the next couple of days this weekend. And um, it's uh, just takes a lot of uh, a lot of uh, behind the scenes setup and practice. I think the most time consuming part of it is probably getting all the graphics ready because uh, that a lot of work goes into that. But the setup is uh, once you got it all figured out, the setup's pretty easy. Just hope that the internet works and everything works and nothing goes down, which we've been really lucky, knock on wood so far, but we haven't lost a signal or anything like that. Um, I try to do something different every year. And this year we've got a little bit of a different scoring system, which I think should make the scoring uh, more instantaneous, which I'm looking forward to. And also possibly a new camera. So we're going to see, I'm not going to make any promises, but there might be a new camera involved. So we'll see if that adds to the uh, production quality, but, but it's a, it's a treat for me. Look forward to it. I, and I know we have more, more streaming hours this year than we have in the past. So there'll be more coverage and uh, looking forward to that Saturday and Sunday. Well, fantastic. And, and thank you, Philip, for the tremendous work that you do. Um, now, Scott, you're going to take us way back to the Stone Age now, because at one point you actually played in the U.S. Open qualifying. I did uh, 1978, the first year that uh, the USTA had it at Flushing Meadow. And um, Tom Carey and I uh, both had one ATP point, and that got us into almost every qualifying event for 12 months. Uh, and so the U.S. Open was certainly going to be on our calendar. So it was a fantastic experience. They were very new at what they were doing down there at Flushing Meadow. We had airplanes that were flying overhead constantly, and you couldn't hear the ball coming off the racket of your opponent. Um, and, you know, it was uh, it was still exciting and something that uh, I'll always uh, have fond memories of. Yeah. So do you I think do you have? I the think list Scott there? Shannon also has his name on the trophy at uh, at Chestnut Ridge as well for the old Pro Classic we used to have too, Bob. I do. You to mention that one. Well, I don't think he won the singles. I have the list of past champions. He may have Correct. been a doubles champion. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, he could be on on that. Kirk but... Lawrence and I beat uh, Bromley and Arts. Oh, fantastic! That must have been some match. Hmm. We killed them. <laughs> okay. They were ranked. They were ranked like sixth in the country in the thirty fives. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Maybe they didn't really think they were going to get much of a match. We beat them like four and three. Wow. So there was a prior tournament. It was called the Chestnut Ridge Pro Classic, which I was the co-tournament director with Jeffrey Arts. And it ran from 1980 until 2006 and had some extremely distinguished champions, including John James, Phil Williamson, Danielle Montes de Aca, Alex Roberman, Val Wilder, Johnson Garcia, Adam Baranowski, who was a Davis Cup backup for Canada, and Jonathan Chu, the last year was our champion. He was a semifinalist in the NCAA Division I uh, individual championships. He played out of Harvard. So we have. How many times did uh, Roberman win? Twice, right? He won twice. Mm hmm. Yep. Back to back years in 93 and 94. How about John James? Uh, Four times. Four times, yeah. The initial nineteen eighty, and then eighty two, eighty three, and eighty six, and yeah, he was virtually unbeatable except for Mark Friedman in eighty four. Happened to beat him. Tremendous player. Had this look in his eyes, which was fierce. That was scary. Yeah. <laughs> So, Brad, would you like to come back in and, and talk a little bit more about our sponsors who we're um, so grateful to for supporting the event? Yeah, be, I mean, and if I could name drop maybe one or two more players just at, at a higher level that had played in this event or are playing. Um, we did have a guy that played a few years ago. His name is Elliot Spaziri. And um, the year he played in our event in the wintertime, he made it to the semifinals, lost to Carl Poling, who was number one at Princeton. Um, but then the next year he went on to play at uh, University of Texas. And after four years, he was number one in the country in Division One, And he had just gotten into uh, his, his first ATP event this week in, uh, in Newport, Rhode Island. So, you know, pretty impressive that we do sometimes get guys that are that level or that become that level. Um, we also have one more guy that is, I think he's currently still ranked in the ATP, although his high ranking was 80 in the world in doubles, Max Schnoor, he's going to be playing in the doubles as well. So, um, yeah, and our sponsors, you know, just to quickly talk about some of our sponsors, um, we have a few local businesses that always help us out and are fantastic. Perry's Roofing is one of them. They're always supportive of the club and all of our events that we have. Um, we have one of our members is related to the, uh, or ha has a family member that works for Bombas Socks, which is amazing. Um, we have a local physical sports therapist from the town of Armonk. I'll get that name in a second. They're helping out, which is fantastic. And um, among others, we do have a great restaurant from Mount Kisco, a drunken chef, the little drunken chef. And they've been generous enough to help uh, with the sponsorship money, but they are also going to be serving some food during the event, which is going to be fantastic. So if anyone's around, come down watch some tennis, have some great food and drink, and uh, it's going to be a great time this year. Yeah, so 
We got to get Perry's roofing over to Chestnut Ridge, Brad, because after that rainstorm the other day, the balls were getting a little wet in the back of the court. Let's get Perry over there and okay. They, they are the ones to fix it for sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, anything you'd like to wrap us up with in terms of uh, what's going on this coming weekend? Well, the first thing I'll say is I wish I had played in 93 and 94 and tried to take Roberman out. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> uh, you know, Roberman played one semester at St. John's um, as well. Uh, one of the most talented tennis players I've ever seen. But as for this weekend, man, am I looking forward to, I think, to uh, seeing what happens here and the way the draw plays out. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we have, the doubles draw is going to be absolutely stacked and loaded. Um, it's going to be exciting. You know, I love playing doubles. I love watching doubles. Um, I love watching tennis. I love watching a lot of these up-and-coming players, college players. You know, we talk a lot throughout the year about how much I watch of uh, all of these players. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing them in person and um, enjoying uh, some great, great uh, tennis this weekend and talking about it online. So either tune into the uh, commentary or come to Chestnut Ridge Live and see uh, the outstanding level of tennis um, that's going to be played on the courts this weekend. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, I have a question, Bob. I have a question yeah. for our list um, that would help our listeners, I think. Okay. Uh, how Can you give the details about how people can tune in to the live stream and the information for them to, uh, you know, get some time uh, observing or maybe even coming over, but on the, on the live stream uh, so that they can watch it? Yeah, Brad. Scott, that's a good question. Let me answer that one for you. Um, we are going to have the link on chestnutridgetennis.com on our website, chestnutridgetennis.com. We are also going to be posting information on the Facebook page and Instagram as well. Um, we're emailing it to all of our members. But if anyone that is listening to this podcast wants to tune in, um, you could also just go to youtube.com, search Chestnut Ridge Racket Club. And you will find the link to um, both days that we will be streaming it. And um, I, I hate to be the one that says this, but if you go on YouTube and you go to the Chestnut Ridge Racket Club channel, subscribe, like all those videos, because the more you do it, the more it gets out to more people. So thank you guys again. Yeah. So okay, thanks for also, that, you, you could, um, I neglected to ask you this, my bad, but let us know a little bit more about the schedule, like on Friday, when do matches start and the same thing for Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, so we, we have our, you know, this is uh, more of a traditional style tournament, the way we're running it this year. We've done it in the past, either a one day or a two day event. Um, this is a three day event where we have the singles, which is taking three days. Um, Friday night, 6 p.m. onwards, we are having the round of 32 matches. The players that win their first round will advance to um saturday uh which is the singles obviously so we will be starting everything up on saturday at 11 a.m with the singles round of 16 to follow that round we're going to go right into the quarterfinal round of singles probably around 1 30 or so and then the doubles round of 16 will start in that afternoon probably around 3 or 3 30 or so followed by the quarterfinals and then um, the big day on Sunday starting at 11 a.m. will be the singles semifinals followed by the singles finals and then doubles semis and then finals to follow that. So throughout the whole day, I would say from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. at least 
Saturday and Sunday. If anyone stops by the club or tunes in on the live stream, um, you're going to see some good action for sure. Well, I think we've covered everything and I really hope like uh, Brian and Brad were saying, you're going to show up for either the streaming or live in person. This is going to be some tremendous action. And I want to thank my co-host Scott Shannon and our three guests today for coming on and sharing sort of a preview of what it, we are really looking forward to the pro shootout this weekend at the Chestnut Ridge Racquet Club. Thank you all for joining in. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob.